0: folks, welcome back to another episode of the most ghostliest show around. You know what I mean? I've heard people say that they need to do prayers and light up all sages and things I can't pronounce. What was that called, Ray? Hello, Santo. Hello, Santo. Um, Because episodes of the mostly ghostly spook them out so much that they got to light all this stuff up in their house. I remember uh Ray, did you have a fun story with uh lighting up all that all that smoking and out smoking out the house? Did I hear about that once or twice?
1: uh yeah, I was one time I was doing some things and I, and uh I smudged to clear everything quite heavily. I forgot to open the windows I left. I had a daughter who came home from school, turned around called her mother, thinking there was a fire. In the house. No, I just forgot to open the windows.
0: Luckily, you don't. Uh, it's not toxic.
1: Uh, it's not actually. It's antibacterial. Oh, really? Antibacterial.
0: Yeah. To breathe in? Uh clean like, air. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's cool. Well, I dig that. Uh, one thing I don't dig, though, is kind of the, the topic. This evening, you know what I mean? Uh, this topic is w- what, you know, when evil spirits stumble into evil people. Now, I don't want to segue right to our guest this evening because she's definitely not evil spirit or evil people. The best of people. We have the great Cynthia Whitney with us again. Hello. How you doing over there?
2: I'm doing great. We're lighting it up at the wind blown.
0: We're doing We're it. We're lighting
2: up our stage. I like for, it. Uh, any meanies who might be present or want to be present.
0: I'm digging it. We're definitely taking advantage of these new uh, these new perks on the Zoom. We're all uh, sitting in a ski lift right now. It's very nice. It's very good. We should have had some like. Uh, winter ghostly stories to tell with this one. You know what I mean? But, uh, no. We have uh, some straight-up evil stuff, some demonic stuff, so everybody's got their stuff burning. Keeping us protected, everything cool in the game. Alright? So, you got, like, your evil spirits that kind of float around everywhere, all that negative energy and such. Um, and then you see people that actually they're almost like demons they're almost like demons that crawled up out of the earth and they're now on the earth. you know what I mean. I always assumed this to kind of be one and the same like the spirit like the the, the spirit possesses the, the the person and then that person becomes evil. but we're gonna dive a little bit into the whole theory. really the question of what exactly happens when an evil spirit catches up with an evil person. Now, before we get into it, what do you guys think out there about this whole, like what I said previously? Well, I think
2: definitely evil people I don't I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that evil people are born evil. I think that, um, and and I definitely have learned a lot from right, you know, recently also to, you know, um what you, what you let in. And if you're, if you're, if you're, some people are just susceptible to these energies jumping onto them and holding onto them. And I think that good people get taken over by bad, bad energy. That's for sure
1: yeah what do you think like well, th- uh, I think a couple of things one is uh there are some evil people out there, but they're more a result of their circumstances i mean if you the typical thing is if you take someone who let's say through their whole childhood um they get the crap beaten out of them all the time, they tend to become an abuser
0: right
1: so the kind of Absorb the evil, they learn evil ways They, uh, don't find themselves outside of their past They're locked into it And they just continue that, that pain and that evil onward I also believe there's a certain amount that If you are vulnerable, and it could be someone who had a trauma One way or another That, uh, you become vulnerable for evil to step in Yeah, For evil to start, uh becoming one with you, manipulate you. There are the people that uh, will call out, whether through ritual or different belief systems, they'll use the dark side of the evil to uh, try and gain power. I think also, um, some people that are hurting are very confused and don't realize it, and you get, um, and let's say they have some psychic abilities they're not aware of. You get a a PK manifestation those things that are happening in a house which can uh, injure other people they're actually generating that energy and that entity
0: yeah
1: the problem with that is that if that goes on long enough and it becomes strong enough it can become a separate entity itself from the person and so you can have a person generate pk activity and then you can have, have a Basically, what is a PK being come into being, into life from that energy. So there's lots of ways evil can connect with people. Um, I think that we just have to be careful to make sure we keep it out, we keep ourselves centered so it's not allowed in. We don't allow it.
0: Yeah. Well, it all starts there, you know what I mean? It all starts at home, so to speak, on home turf. Within oneself, you know, in real life, such distinctions between blur become blurred. A person can have both good and evil inside of their soul. Uh, which I've heard that before. What do you guys think about that?
2: I think everybody. There's a right and wrong for everybody, but I think, um, like, I I don't know how like how do atheists like feel about you know from a religious standpoint you know, you're taught right from wrong, but people who aren't taught, like, a particular religion or believe in a particular religion, I'm not really sure how they go about, um, you know, everything. But I, I yeah. think that um, evil is it, its own thing because you can't have one without the other. They, they coexist with each other, so it would be natural that it's in everybody, the ability to go either way.
0: Yeah. You know, what matters most is uh, what a person chooses to act upon. Unfortunately, many humans choose to act on evil with uh, entities like demons, which are regarded as actual manifestations of demonic evil. Humans acting on evil imply their choice, and many sources argue that the patterns of human evil can, in reality, be much worse than those of demonic evil. Uh, the essays look into the origins of these idea of the good and evil through the ages. So that's interesting that it's a, you know, more evil. Dang, could be much worse. You know, you think it's uh, uh why do you think it's that? Why do you think it's that way, Ray? You know why? You know why, Big pubba
1: I don't necessarily know why, but what I think is that um. If you take someone like uh, Hitler or Stalin, they find the means to express that evil on a grand scale, where tens of millions die because of that. And on a human scale of things, that is a terrible evil. And if you were, some people might say, oh, they're influenced by a demon or by the devil, but not necessarily. That may be totally human evil coming out run rampant and uh, the ability of one human to influence another one is very strong influence manipulate and once they gain power then that evil spreads faster than something if you're talking about a demon that has to come through from another dimension to try and influence a person there's a lot there's a lot involved there and then how far does that go but you take you take the evil person that manipulates gains power and can spread that everywhere yeah that 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 evil rivals anything that the devil could do
0: you think the free will aspect of it is what increases it because you feel like they have that opportunity they know right and wrong and they chose to do wrong whereas in a demons almost born of evil it has no like uh, it really had no fucking chance for hope for good There's going to be a Disney movie soon about a demon that wanted to be an angel and unfortunately has to be stuck being a demon in lousy old hell. (laughs) It's coming. You know know what I mean? Now, demonic evil origins are everywhere. In Christianity, Eve introduced sin and evil into the world by eating from the tree of knowledge. Some researchers claim that her sin had not been limited only to this, but she had also had mated with the snake. However, the concept of introducing evil into the world is much older. I'm not familiar with her mating with the snake. Are you guys, I never that? heard
2: that either. That's the first time of me hearing that.
0: That's. A, that's... Ray, what do you think of that?
1: Uh, I think that's more symbolic of uh, her her sin. Uh, she mated with evil or with the devil because
0: the devil was in the snake, like just being in cahoots with it, type deal. Yeah, yeah, joining with know. it. Mated's big. It's not. They would have had a better word for it. I feel if it was just in cahoots. Well, you feel like ultimate the ultimate evil would be kind of that. That bestiality approach to it—that would be like something in there, don't you think? Don't you see that in uh, satanic stuff, animal-human yeah. crossover stuff?
2: Yeah, but says- a, oh
0: yeah. And in a lot of that, though, um, the way
1: ancient peoples wrote, a lot of it was symbolism.
2: <laughs> so yeah.
1: they, they could use the animals to say that the human was less was being less than human; it was being like an animal, right? Had no soul, because people used to look down on animals as a lesser life form, some still yeah. do
0: yeah they do uh, in Greek tradition, Pandora was the first woman having been created by the gods out of earth and water. To her, a box was offered which she was not to open, but curiosity uh, pushed her to do the exactly the contrary. When Pandora opened the box uh, and received as a gift from the gods, all the evils were released into the world. When the woman closed the box, it was already too late. The evils had escaped. Inside the box, on the bottom, only the spirit of hope named Elpis had remained. Now, Me and Ray on the show a lot talk about uh, the poor lady, the poor woman taking the blame for a lot of things like this and it pandora happens to be female and brings on the end of uh doom, you know what i mean? What's your take on the whole pandora deal? I'll turn this one over. A lady a lady has to answer this one. i already went. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'm feeling so much guilt right now.
0: <laughs> why? It's okay. <laughs> Monksley Ghostly is a family show.
2: Yeah. Um i think um Probably every time has it's it's you know a story as to how it, you know uh, the beginning of evil exists and why it exists, and um, this is the Pandora's box is one of them, um, and it's it blame the bl- blame the woman.
0: <laughs> Ain't it terrible? Uh, it,
2: it's terrible. <laughs> um, you know, but. It 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 does go back, you know. What is this Greek mythology, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And um and so then we can apply uh, women letting the evil out of the box for Christianity and probably many other um religions as well. If maybe that's why we're. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm gonna be careful what I say.
0: <laughs> All I know is they tried to take it back, and Pandora is now known to be a music uh, listening. You know what I mean Is that still a thing I think Pandora is still kicking Yeah I think Well, Also you got to remember
1: in those times They were patriarchal societies The men ruled And by making the woman evil They made the woman lesser than the men So that they had
0: the authority over them Oh yeah the past Was definitely horrible Is that
2: still going on
0: That's what I heard we try not to talk about it. It's a family show. We try not to talk about that stuff. Um, in the Bible, evil, uh, evils appear under the form of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. You know what I mean? Which is, uh, ever since the first time I ever heard that, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, there's nothing more gangster than that for, than that. You know what I mean? They're they They are released in turn as the lamb of God opens one by one. The four seals of the parchment from the right hand of God sealed in total with seven seals. Thus, the horsemen symbolize the apocalypse, announcing the coming of the moment of final judgment. That revelation stuff's pretty heavy. That end of the world religious stuff is pretty heavy. I'm not going to say I don't dig it because it's... uh I'm a big fan of horror movies, and you know, it all ends like a big horror movie, it sounds, which is interesting. Um, what'd you guys take from the big old Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse coming in town? Oh, well, if you want to see a good movie, there's one called The Seventh Sign with Demi Moore. Oh, I, I was talking about that recently.
1: Yeah, uh, The Seventh Sign is really about the end of days.
0: So it's, it's a good one, it's a good one there. Well, I got a good question for Ray. Since you've seen the movie and kind of know the facts, so the la- the final sign that happens in that movie, is that accurate with that kid? Uh,
1: the death of the innocent? Yeah. I think so. I haven't paid a lot of attention to
0: Revelations. That's a very twisted movie. It's funny. I was talking about that recently. Uh... I was telling somebody that they're the seven sign when they do something that'll bring on the end of the world. Yeah. What a world. But yeah, I, I always get down with that. Do you know the seven seals off the top of your head, Ray?
1: Uh no, I know the seas run, uh, run red, red with blood. blood. Um, the earth, the earthquakes, um, the, oh, what is it? Oh, where's the one with the ice, the frozen, uh, I do I can't remember.
0: What uh, defrosting of things? Uh, it has. It has to do with uh,
1: something with ice and freezing climate. Maybe I'm not sure.
0: I'm with you.
2: White horse, red horse, black horse, pale horse.
0: Pale horse. Behold the pale podcast.
2: Yeah, I yeah, yeah I is. made that. Souls crying out from under the altar, earthquake, sun, moon, stars fall, silence in heaven.
0: Silence in heaven. Mm. Now this is so that's this is the heaviest stuff of all time. Whenever I hear this, it always like I always have to take a moment because it's just been you know, it's been implanted in the brain as the end of the book, man, the end of the road. You know? It's, it's it's creepy. Um, the the Bible also says has something in there about wormwood. This always creeped me out too. Um, in, in the end times, there's a thing called wormwood that's going to destroy the earth, and it's it's a, a mountain on fire that's falling from the sky. But a mo- that's a comet. That's exactly what a comet is. And on mm-hmm. the show, on the show, me and Ray all the time are talking about. All that ancient stuff, it's kind of how they would see it and, and then write about it as that. And they're not going to understand what a comet from space is. They're going to go, Oh, it's a, a giant mountain on fire falling from the sky, but it's exactly what it is. So stuff like that really creeps me out when it, when it's almost like it, a com- when you come this, it's got like, uh, too much is true. Too much things like line up, I feel. Uh, it's a scary deal, Ray. You support the whole end of the world uh, revelations. I know you said you didn't get too deep into it, but you get into the rapture. You, th- you believe in the rapture.
1: Well, it's interesting because the rapture. Um, if you take a look at the old Hebrew text and you make comparisons to other texts uh, within the Hebrew Bible, yeah, uh, the Tanakh, the complete, not just the Torah. Um, what you're looking at there is that. People's, people see the, during the rapture as everyone ascending and being brought up into heaven. Yeah. If you look at the older writings, and the example I'll use is Noah and the flood, is the earth is cleansed. And the earth, people don't actually ascend. The earth becomes the new Eden.
0: Interesting because
1: because the sinful have all been washed away, and there's a lot of a lot of symbolism in there. But the earth has been there cleansed is. through the water, and then when everything comes back, it's Eden. And the rapture is really, if you look at the old Hebrew language, uh, what we call the the rapture really should should be a case of the evil being removed from the earth, and the earth becomes the new Eden.
0: So without the without without destroying everything it it, it figures itself out
1: uh, would the help with the help of the hand of God yes
0: because the, so that's kind of the, the a little bit of the opposite of how the Bible goes how you know the Bible just all the good all the good are raptured up into heaven and uh, you know then the world's kind of destroyed you know what I mean really goes goes the way of the buffalo Um
1: But again, if you look at it, and sometimes it's a simple translation thing, uh,
0: because a lot of what we have
1: scriptures are in, uh, were translated into Greek. And one problem when they were translated into the Greek is that um, if the the Greeks didn't have a word for it, they came with one that sounded like it. Now, that could change the whole meaning of something. True. Because then it went from there to another language, to another language, and each time you're trying to find a word that you think says what you want it to say in a context of a sentence, but somewhere along the line, you start changing that context of the sentence. You start changing the meanings in there. So if you can find a very early translation, particularly anything that had been hit, written in Hebrew directly from the Hebrew, keeping in, in mind the symbolism, the method of writing, um. When, once you put all that together, you sometimes come up with a totally different translation, or uh, at least some nuances in there that were missed that you bring right out and go, "Oh, never looked at it that way."
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, conquest is the first horseman uh, who was described in the text as follows. Then I saw when the lamb broke one of the seven seals and I heard one of the four living creatures saying as with a voice of thunder, come, I looked and behold a white horse and who sat on it had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer. That's chilling just to read. That's chilling. You know what I mean? That's heavy stuff for sure. For sure. Um, interpretations of this horseman's associated with military conquest sometimes consider him to be the antichrist or uh, representation of a false prophet's. Within the Bible, the second horseman is war, representing mass slaughter. He has a sword symbolizing the blood which will flow and he is described in the following manner. Have I said heavy stuff Yeah, This is heavy stuff. Now his whole, this is his deal. Uh, When he broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, come. And another, a red red horse, went out, and to him who sat on it uh, was granted to take peace from earth, and that men would slay one another, and a great sword was given to him. That's heavy. Uh, Famine follows that. That's... What else? What, what would you think would come next? Famine, of course. Now, when he broke the third seal, uh, I heard the third living creature saying, come. I looked and behold a black horse and he, he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard something like a voice in the center of the four living creatures saying a quart of wheat for uh denarius. And three quarts of barley for a denarius. Is this denaro? Is that what it should be? But do not damage the oil and the wine. Mm. But do not damage the oil and the wine. Interesting. What do you guys think of that one? Anything? I,
2: I think it's interesting when we get to... I think all of it's relative. I've never really caught on to, um, the New Testament. I guess I'm, I'm, uh, I'm still searching for reasons to go that way or, or kind of try to weeding through what I think is someone else's interpretation, um, as opposed to what it's supposed to be there, what's missing that didn't get put in that maybe should be put in, but. You know, when they talk about earthquakes and I and I'll point out tomorrow we're gonna to get hit with a the fact that they're correlating the sun and the moon and well stars but stars are suns, but um you know, the sun and the moon with earthquakes in the Bible is relative because we know, you know, when we have earthquakes here on earth, it's not a surprise any really anymore. They they can almost predict it based off of what's gonna happen with the sun. You know, it's 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 almost if not, maybe I can say proven that, um, the sun flares and the sun, um, storms and eruptions that are coming off the sun directly affect, uh, the earthquakes here on earth. It's just, it's, 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 I think it's, I can say it's science at this point,
0: right.
2: um, it's been proven. I think, and actually I posted this morning about it because we're going to get hit tomorrow with a pretty big, um, Sunflare that we have not uh had this big of an eruption in quite some time so be interested to see how our electronics work tomorrow um but i'm just saying you know when i when i when i think about revelations it it does um that sixth seal how they 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 correlate the earthquakes and the sun and the moon it is all relative um so from a scientific standpoint it's 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 there and and it holds a little bit of merit
0: Tomorrow is March 23rd for anybody at home that wants to link up and compare if something weird happened to him on that, uh, that day. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when it says, you know, but do not damage the oil and the wine, you know, t- to this time, that's still some very, yeah, everybody knows how important oil is, you know, uh, and wine very important too. Spirit, you know what I mean? Think of it, if you were to tell tell people they can't have booze anymore, that'd be a big problem on hands. That'd be a problem. But I'm
2: him. I'm finding that people that drink booze are susceptible to these demons jumping on in easily. It makes you
0: open to to things. So hmm. Well, that's why they say he or she <laughs> has the demons. You know what I mean? And why they call them spirits? It's crazy. Yeah. It's weird. It's, weird. It's all it's all connected. It really is. It's it's quite weird. Um, Now, when he broke the third seal, let me see here, did we get here? Yes, we did. All right. The the last horseman in death uh, or the grim reaper about whom the Bible says. Now, when the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come. I looked and behold the pale horse and he who sat on it had the name death. And Hades was following with him. Um, woo heaviness. Uh, I always think of Johnny Cash saying that when I when I read that. Um, out of the horse, out of all the horsemen of the apocalypse, only death is named in the explicit manner, and about all of them as a group, uh, the biblical text affirms that. What do they mean by an explicit manner, Ray? You know.
1: Uh, yeah, it's the only one that's actually named specifically. The name matches the function. Uh, everything is, there's no mistaking.
0: Explicit. All right. It it was explicit. It said, I was interested. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there ain't no arguing death, man. Um, (sighs) scary stuff. Authority was given to them over the fourth, over a fourth of the earth. To kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by the wild beasts of the earth. So to be killed by the wild beasts of the earth, that last one there is kind of a doozy. What is that? Just like, uh, animals coming from the wilderness to tear us up. Cause this is before like the, this, or locusts come soon, I think, but there was a, um, you also have like that weird half, half horse, half, Human thing that they come in the end times and mess stuff up too, supposedly. So, is it, what wild beast are they talking about? You know, I would probably say that you
1: take the time it was written. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this, the wild beast or nature was a could be a threat or a danger. Lions
0: and tigers and bears. Oh my! Yep. Oh yeah! Hell yeah! Well, you know, evil with demonic origins. In the Middle Ages, humans wanted to blame someone for all the evil of the world. And so there began to appear thick volumes which described the appearance, powers, and ranks of demons from their infernal hierarchy. Priests told people to permanently guard themselves against the malefic influence of the demons and to be uh, vigilant in what regarded such aspects. In the 13th century, an abbot established the number of demons at 1,758,176. Oh, 1, he explained every human being is pursued by several demons. That's, not, that's nice to know. Just like a human who dives into the sea is surrounded by water above as well as below, that is how demons surround humans from all sides. That was some heavy stuff that I've never heard before. Um Have either of you two heard about this whole deal? I've heard that as as above so below, but I always I thought that meant something else, not to be fully surrounded by demons,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my. Ray knows them. That's no, I'll let someone
1: else go first. Send Send
2: well, I think, you know, I, I think something, you know, just kind of sticks out to me here a little bit is um, the idea that, you know, we we have been visited many times, I believe, by different beings from wherever. And I think that kind of puts a spin on things and how we've evolved and what we believe and, and things that scare us and stuff. So me personally, I... I, I don't believe that anybody is born evil. I don't, I, I don't. Um, and I even think people that have had horrible situations, um, don't become evil either. I, I believe that there are enemies here that have come here through different times. And whether you want to call them aliens or demons or, or whatever, they come and they do actions that are contrary to what we believe is, um, what we call good you know and we can and we can put that religious spin on it but i um i do i do believe that evil comes from um different um species that have been here that are just conflicting in what in what they think and what their purposes are here um and i don't i don't know if they necessarily are those that hold on here like like do did maybe do their spirits not cross the same way that ours don't cross sometimes um is, is kind of maybe what I I think is quite a possibility because in all of what I see in in walls you know in on the walls in the you know um, pyramids and um you know, uh, the, the Mayans in the Egypt. And if you go into, uh, Asia, you know, they're, they're all similar stories, um, on these walls of beings coming from different planets. And I mean, if, if they're coming down and they're able to take over our bodies or, or affect our DNA, um, you know, I think that's, that's where I believe that it spawns from this evil concept of, of things, but that's my personal belief.
0: Yeah. I'm with that. You know, imagine if you found out one day that and every, everybody found out that you 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 were always everybody was always engulfed in demons like this and that. You know, it's almost like appreciate the small things because every little good thing that happens to you is a blessing. You know what I mean? Like when something good's allowed to squeeze in through the door to get into you, like that, it should be appreciated more. Type situation. I dig that.
1: You can also look at it like. If you take the fact that uh, if you you accept that people have souls and if you ascribe to the fact that we originally came from a divine source, that which created the entire universe, the multiverse, Mm -hmm. and we have a little spark or essence of that in us, then you can compare it to if you go out in total darkness and you hold a match, well, the match is that That light from the match is that little spark of the divine that lives in us. But everything around it is black. Everything around it is dark. And that match may light up that darkness for a while, but you're going to have to keep it going to keep the darkness away. So if you compare the human being and that divine spark in them to that match, then those demons are that darkness that's all around us, ever present. As we live our lives
0: Yeah I support that I definitely get down with that You know then after approximately 300 years the church Increased the number of demons to 7,405,926 You know I wonder what their excuse for the demons Just because more people died And there was demons released I don't know it's interesting They were
2: counting them
0: Yeah. You know, as it is said that the demons have abilities, domains of action and specific positions within the infernal hierarchy Uh, in the world, there is a large number of uh, demonological catalogs, which record the names of demons and describe them. Now, Ray taught me once on this show, when you have an opportunity to name a bunch of demons you might not want to do it, so we can stick with that. Now, wizards use such catalogues to choose the demons they were about to invoke to ask for their help. In exchange, they offered their souls to the demons. You'd think you only get that one soul. You know what I mean? That, that one little, uh, that one deal. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or maybe they, they, it's like the layaway program of souls where, you know, they get it in the end, but they got to keep giving you, you know, the what, give you the goods until you, if you're all paid up on the goods, you know? You know, what do you think? That's good stuff. Now, nevertheless, evil does not come, uh, solely from demons. Uh there have existed a lot of cases in which human uh human evil surpassed demonic evil in terms of uh ingenuity, I believe that, and cruelty, and I believe that. Uh from here very imaginative. I got that th- Both of those things come to go together nicely, uh ingenuity and cruelty. Um from here, also come to the legends about humans turned demons, or about demons who took the form of humans as cruel. And perverse as possible in order to manifest themselves and to be able to accomplish their diabolical plans. So that's some crazy stuff. Um, that's a little deeper than just possession. You know what I mean? Well, what what, what are they? There's uh, uh,
2: pride, envy, wrath, yeah. sloth, greed, gluttony, and. Good old lust, right?
0: Yeah,
2: those are the classifications of demons, the seven deadly
0: sins. Yeah, yeah. every it's for fu- funky. People can usually tag themselves to a couple of those things. Mm-hmm. Go, huh? A couple of those play a part in my life. Oh, interesting. Could you
2: imagine if it was all seven at once? I've seen it. I mean, I might have seen it today.
0: You know, in the Christian, in the Christian belief. Uh, with all this, how, uh, how, how, how it's so easy it is to sin. A world where, like, you can't go to heaven without apologizing and getting the okay is very, that's very dark in itself. Um, someone needs to put a nightlight in there. That's so dark. Um, but I think that's really kind of funky that, you know, those legends about the humans turn to demons. I think that's really creepy. Where it's just so overcome with evil that it's just like, it's possession, I feel, but, like, it goes deeper. Like, the what I'm seeing in my head is, you know, it's exorcist-like where she kind of really transforms and gets all beat up. But I almost feel like it's crossing over into, like, that reptilian weird world uh, where there's no return. You know, or demons who took on humans. You know, the the, the look of humans, that kind of makes sense. Let's get a little bit of the gin vibe to it um, but I could I think that's more that's less creepy you know the trickery it's still creepy but it's a little something about even a human becoming so evil that they turn demon is kind of wild because you think if it, per, certain people that would be considered some of the most evil people in the world like you know start with A you get Adolf Hitler you know what I mean Probably, you know, you can count if you're going to count the most evil people in the world. Or you ask people, you know, name five people, you're probably going to come across that name quite a bit. It's like, with that being said, do you think that that you think? What do you think his stance like that? You think he was overcome with evil? What do you think about something like that? Because I know he overcome with human evil, human evil. But they got into some of that dark art stuff. You know, he got into. Um, he was heavy. He was a big drug addict too. You know what I mean? Like he, there, uh, he was. Uh, it's like what? What? I guess what I'm assuming is like what I'm trying to say is like, do you think that Hitler took like stepped into side rooms, looked in the mirror, and his eyes turned into demon eyes? You know what I mean? Like, how far do you think it goes? I would, I would say with him that. Physical
1: manifestation probably was not there, but evil was deeply rooted within him. Yeah, it it grew. His behavior nurtured it, and yeah, if you're going to call someone a demon, a living demon in human form, then you would.
0: Hitler would fit that. You got to assume that Hitler is a part of a terrible organization too. Like there's probably a shadow group behind him that are just as evil of you know, kind of driving him. Jeffrey Epstein. Like, like yeah, like I that's how you,
2: like he's evil. Like yeah. that's a real case yeah. where someone took over DeMont. Like yeah, demon took over. Yeah, and uh, and we saw how that ended.
0: Hung himself up. Maybe you think that you know the, Jeffrey Epstein. He 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 woke up from a from a he woke up from a, a nightmare and the demon was still sleeping and he had that one chance to kill himself off and. Try and get, you know, some peace. And that's what really happened. What a world. What a world, they say. Uh, yeah, we try to be careful with uh, that stuff. But, yeah, you know, yeah, that the, the Adolf thing, I think there was definitely a group behind him of, of dark folks that were saying this is what needs to be done. This is a great idea. He's probably just the face of it. Um and those people probably couldn't be the face because they were too busy forming reptilian faces and to be demons that they are. Mm-hmm. Inter- They're humans, de- the humans turning into demons for crying out loud. <laughs> you, know I mean? you ever
2: look someone in the eye and they just have that funny little look about them?
0: <laughs> like, scary. You got to be careful with those people.
2: Something's going on there.
0: Yeah. Now, the devil impressed by humans. That's interesting. Now, Robin Polanski's 1999 film entitled The Ninth Gate, which is a good flick. Regardless of what uh, Polanski done, The Ninth Gate's a good flick. Uh, it follows a character specialized in finding mm-hmm. auth- in auth- authentic- eh, authenticating, I'm losing my mind, and selling old books. He must find the original variants of nine engravings placed in the correct order. These were said to open up the nine gates to the entrance to hell. The idea presented in this modern-day Hollywood production comes from a much older legend. Now, it is said that in hell, the devil was looking around when his attention was attracted uh, by the evils performed by human demons. This had to do with those demons who had been created from a perverted human soul. Uh, The evils done by them greatly surpassed those performed by the demons who had already been born in demonic form ever since the beginning deep yeah anybody have a comment on that th- thus far oh I think I, I like a jealous devil it's, uh, scariness I, uh, you know amazed and surprised beyond measure the devil cannot understand this aspect how could human demons surpass in cruelty and ingenuity uh, than actual demons What's funny is like if they ever, if humanity ever needed a nice pat on the back, they've made the devil jealous of their evil deed with their evil deeds. That should be like a t-shirt for mostly ghostly. Like you have like the on, like a bumper sticker that says I'm at my, my kid's an honor student. You can be like, we uh, my species of people made Satan jealous that we were so evil. There's a bumper sticker for you. Um, you know, How could human demons surpass the cruelty of the demon? Well, desiring an answer, the devil decided to uh, incarnate himself as a human. In this way, he could live a number of successive lifetimes as a human being, and he could uh, discover what made human demons more atrocious and crueler than pure-blooded demons. Taking into account that he would uh, be absent from hell for quite some time. This is now getting very Hollywood with that one thing. Like he's gonna call in his assistant manager to cover the shift or something in case of an emergency, the devil included in his plan a safety system uh should this should his presence be greatly needed in hell? A ritual would remind him his true identity. This reminds me of the devil that South Park has in their cartoons. Uh, a thing that would help him to take on, again, his true demonic form in return to his business um, at Devil, Indus- Devil Industries, you know what I mean? The idea was that in the case of an emergency, a certain demon would uh, come to him before the end of the pre-established number of human lives and help him execute a ritual allowing him to become himself once again. The demonic ritual of uh, initiation appears in the film mentioned previously in an adapted cinematic version. Hmm. Weird. What do you guys take on that big wild goose chase of a story? Just kind of, you know. What do you you think? got the uh, the devil
1: uh, got there by rebelling, and what you're talking about if recruited a bunch of other angels they all became the fallen angels devils and demons and it's basically a lot that they can't even trust each other you take uh, Lilith; yeah. she she tried to continually tries to take over hell so they're always warring to see who's the most powerful and who can t- who can take it over who can be the ruler because hell is all they have in theory so for the devil to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to check these humans out, but I'm going to find a loyal person, a loyal demon over here who can tag me and bring me back in case these other devilish things start rebelling or causing trouble or try and take my throne from me. Yeah. Very, very kind of ancient uh, palace intrigue sort of thing uh, with kings and assassinations and people taking over very, very much along those lines. Those lines there. Uh, But the the devil being jealous, oh, I don't doubt that would happen. You got someone who wants to be the top banana and humans are outperforming him in evil. Wants to figure out how how he can tap into that.
0: It's almost laughable where like, yeah, he's jealous of how evil humans can be. And like, he has this big thing where like, he wants to be God. He thinks he's greater than God, but like, God can be everywhere at all times type thing, and the devil's, like, stuck where, like, if he can't get someone to cover a shift, he ain't going to the concert, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's a tough thing for him. It's, like, it makes him very human, you know what I mean? It definitely takes away the scariness of it. It's, like, well, does the devil, does he call in for sick days? You know what I mean? Does he call in for his birthday? Does he not show up for his birthday now because... Now you're making them so human that it's like almost ridiculous, you know what I mean well that 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 trait is it's shows up a lot a, a, that
1: trait ends up a lot in stories, different myths, uh yeah. even different religions over time. You can take a beautiful idea or concept uh, and there, as it's passed down, people try and make it relatable to the culture of the time. Yeah. So they'll sure. so they'll make them they'll make something like, you know, the the king is troubled. Uh, they'll tell the stories in ways that people can understand. And you start they start adding on and changing a little of this and changing a little bit of that. Yeah. And making it relatable also makes it they have to make it a little bit more human. It can't be a concept that no one could understand. Right. So I can understand how the story ended up that
0: way. It could be some of that—the um, greatest trick the, ev- the devil ever did, Just tricking everybody to think that he wasn't real. Type deal too, making it sound you know faulty. Now, according to the legend, the devil did not pass through all of the pre-established lives. His urgent presence in hell being highly needed. For this reason, the devil himself has remained eternally fascinated by the cruelty of the evil with human with human origin. Interesting. Now, evil of human origin. Uh, Psychopathologist Adrian Rainey from the University of Southern California has conducted scientific research, which has shown that a large portion of criminals have a lack of neurons in their prefrontal cortex. The Neurological studies have demonstrated that ever since childhood conscience, the failing of guilt And uh, altruism appear to develop as a result of a correct functioning of the prefrontal cortex. Many psychopaths and criminals have suffered from APD, antisocial personality disorder, which determines (laughs) the lack of any feeling of affection, antisocial behavior, uh, perfidy, and irresponsibility. In addition, many of these psychopaths lack the nervous cells mentioned previously. Thus, Professor Adrian Rain ended up asking himself whether criminals can be considered responsible for the crimes they commit, uh, taking into consideration the fact that they are missing part of their brain. He also considers that for these reasons, it is late for someone to deal with the, the teenagers and the minors from uh, correction schools and with convicts. The right time to prevent and treat antisocial behavior is during childhood. The accuracy of this study is situated somewhere at 75%. So there are psychopaths who have no neuron lacking from their prefrontal cortex. Aside from this, there are also humans who indeed have the respective neurons lacking, uh, but who do not present any antisocial behavior. Psychiatrist at St. Bartholomew Hospital of London Dr. Martin Deal claims that there are indeed abnormalities in the brains of psychopaths, but these are not standard abnormalities on the basis of which an exact diagnostic can be attributed. So in a latent state, a psychopath can exist inside any individual. Everything depends only on a specific condition and on triggering factors. I think it's kind of in there like levels in their head, too, I think, you know what I mean, of how much they're getting of this and how much they're getting of that and how much they really need of that that they're not getting, they feel. Now, torture as a epitome of human evil. Another legend claims that St. Anthony, that's right, that St. Anthony, had sent the letter to the devil asking him to explain himself and to stop all evils on earth. Apparently, the devil responded claiming that he had a lot of business to attend to in hell and no time at all to intervene with the affairs of humans. Even though he was watching them from afar being jealous, that's very little little, little kid-like, you know what I mean? In his reply, he also added that St. Anthony could discover the source of evils from earth if he asked the church. This was a time when the Inquisition had uh, unjustly killed and tortured unthinkable numbers of people in this way. A religion of mercy, as Christianity is regarded to be, had led to the death of a large number of people than the two world wars put together. Ever since uh, antiquity, as well as during the Middle Ages, a large number of methods and instruments of torture had been created and used Some more intervened than others, uh, depicted in engravings and described in real manuals of torture. These taught and helped executioners in their job. Imagine having that little manual. That'd be a crazy manual to have. Now, the brazen bull. You know what I mean? Of the Romans was large metallic bowl whose belly opened to allow for one of the mo- uh, one or more humans to be locked inside. Are You guys familiar with this one? I've heard of this one. So I am, yeah. The, the brazen bowl. So the, it, it's large metallic bowl. Um, it opens up in the belly area. You put people inside it. You lock them inside. Fire then lit below the bell's be- belly, made it hot, and it slowly fried the men inside. Ugh. That's horrifying. Um, it was the first truly really pop- evil. It was the first pop-up meat wagon, like when you go get a, a, a sausage at the Red Sox game. The pop-up cards. This was the first of its kind.
1: Um, I got a.
0: I got one. That, I got one that's better than that. Yeah. It was
1: used in another part of the world. I won't say where right now. But um, what they would do is they would tie someone down so they couldn't move. Yeah. They would take a rat, put the rat under a metal bowl, and use metal straps to hold the bowl down. Put Put hot coals on top of the bowl. When the bowl heats up, the rat panics, but it has only one way to get out, to eat through the person's body. So they lie there, feeling the rat chewing their way into them and through their organs before they die. <laughs> that's uh, a secret. That's called.
2: Hey, that I,
1: didn't, I didn't come up with it. I'm only relating it. That putting it out there. That's all.
2: Where's but, my sage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but if you talk was... about the potential that evil people have yeah. for someone to come yeah. up with that. To observe the hat that, you know, the rats, they heat the fire, they run, devise that whole thing, that is one evil, sick mind. And that is human evil. For sure.
0: You never look at a rat the same again. A rat. I guess it's a bad rat. Uh, Meanwhile, the cradle of Judas implied sitting the condemned on a pyramid-shaped chair with a sharp top. So you're sitting on a triangle, pretty much. Um, the bindings were made uh, for every movement, no matter how small, to move the entire body to increase pain. The pain was unbearable because the sharp edge was stuck inside the anus or inside the vagina, and the chair was not really washed. Uh, that's the worst part, not washing it. Even the case in the actual... Uh, and of an actual acquittal, the individual could die shortly after because of the infectious, uh, the infections resulted after applying the torture method. Other convict, what do you guys think of that one? The, again, that tr- splitting you on a triangle—that's horrifying. Foodang. Other convicts were locked inside cabinets in the form of uh, sarcophaguses, which had spikes on the interior. We've seen those. Uh, th- this was the Iron Maiden, which in the moment when it was locked, it would pierce the body of the convict with its spikes, killing him. Ugh. That's tough, too. Other methods of torture included the wheel, which ensured a very slow death. The old method of, uh, of flaying and impaling invented by the Turks Witches and wizards were executed by placing a board on top of their horizontally bound bodies. On the board, very heavy boulders were placed, uh, and and the condemned being able to hear their bones crushing before death. In the case in which, confessions were wanted. The chair of the spikes was the most often used. Now, that thing where they they put a board on you and put some boulders on your back. I, you know, that probably felt good for a little bit before it got too real. You know what I mean? Just, well, the last,
1: the last person executed in the Salem, witch trials uh, was a man. And that's the way he went. And it took a long while for him to go. And uh, he never confessed, but his last breath is he cursed everyone there, including the sheriffs, which if you look it up, you'll find out that the sheriffs of Salem for quite a few years had some rather unusual debts. Hmm. So
0: that cur- that curse stuck. Interesting. Yeah, that's. Uh, you think if you were cursing people, that that would defeat the purpose? Because you're kind of going, you know, if you're telling people you're cursing them, you're coming off like a witch or a w- wizard to begin with. You know what I mean? Oh, wh- one thing about the Iron
1: Maiden, you probably don't know. Several of them. Yeah. Um, they had a little gear system on the side with some weights, mm-hmm. and it would kind of like click like a clock. And as it clicked down, the spikes came farther and farther out. Click a little deeper, a little deeper. So it wasn't just shutting it on the person. Well, they they would be in there and slowly pierced over time as those gears turned. Don't ask me why I know all
0: this either. (laughs) The devil was jealous of these tactics. Um, in, uh, in the world, there are no few things, no new things, only new people. There are still countries where the death penalty continues to be applied through various methods such as lethal injection, hanging, shooting, and the electric chair. In the case of the first method, three substances, sodium thiobentol, a barbituric which sedates the convict, uh, I'm going to say these things, which paralyze the muscles and then the lungs and blocks the breathing system, and uh, potassium chloride, which causes cardiac arrest, are introduced in turn inside the body of the condemned in doses established in such a way that only a single one can cause death. Studies performed in this regard have shown that in the cases without a proper anesthesia, even though uh, the bromide paralyzes the lungs and the muscles. It leaves the convict in a perfect state of lucidity. In this state, the convict goes through a state of suffocation intensified by injecting the potassium chloride. This, the, the latter substance irritates the walls of the blood vessels and the individual passes through the sensation of burning alive. Interesting. That's I've crazy. heard that before, I think, but that's, that's still, that's wild. So it irritates the walls of the blood vessels and they got the, div- cause you always feel, at least I always assumed catching the lethal dose, you know, going out like that as you just kind of go to sleep and uh, that's a wrap. But you think it burned the sensation of burning alive. I don't know. I wonder if that's the deal. I wonder if that's if they feel that or if they drug them up enough not to feel that. I feel like they probably dose them heavy where they just go out. Like, if you were alive, you'd feel that. He'd be bumming. <clears throat> but they're not bumming. I'm sure there were some people that had to catch that uh, with no medicine. And they were bumming. You know what I mean? Uh, probably even people that didn't even do the crime they were getting killed for catching it and not bumming. Uh, because of these terrible pains, uh, which it produces... Uh, the bromide was, has been forbidden. And when it comes to animal euthanasia, oh, they don't do it for, for, uh, pets that they're giving the old euthanasia to. In the case of humans, it is still used because with the individual being sedated from the exterior perspective of those who are witnesses to the event, because <clears throat> you got to keep in mind there's people that actually watch and they're all, you know, they got issues now. All that is observed is an individual who seems unconscious, who does not move, and whose calm expression leaves the sensation of a slow descent into an eternal sleep. So it almost sounds like they're feeling, they they they're catching that burning feel. But I don't know. The only only the only people that know ain't telling us. You know what I mean? What do you? If you're,
2: if you're, I, I, if you've ever been in the hospital and got like an IV, there are some medications that I, I've had that it feels hot going yeah. into your body. Like it, you can feel it moving in and especially if they don't put the IV in correctly, even saline can burn, you know, have that burning sensation Yeah. Um, with it going in. I just, I, I don't know. Is that? I'm I wondering: Is that peaceful? Like, it, it when you peacefully die, does your soul stay here? Does it have to be something like cruel and torturous for you to stay on this side to not cross over? What
1: do you think, if the soul itself, or the person itself, is under is traumatized, then even a the method of death, uh, if that is peaceful, can still the person can still be trapped here. It's a state of the individual. That uh, has the most to do with whether they're trapped here or not. Okay. I mean one one example. There was a famous haunting. There was a haunting. Uh, there was a legend, not a legend. Actually, there was a. It actually happened, and there are claims of a haunting afterwards because of it. There was an individual in Texas who had killed five people, and they used that. They tried for a while. They used to call what was the jerk method of hanging, which would jerk the rope up to snap the neck and it went wrong and it jerked the entire person up and the cross beam above them they smashed their head into it and crushed the skull it was so bad that when they took them down they couldn't even get the noose off and they had to bury them with the noose around the neck and to this day there are still reports of that person haunting that evil person that died that way Haunting people in a certain town in Texas where he was executed. And at the, the time, uh, he was so hated that um, it was a public execution. There were crowds along the street. Business owners were selling tickets so you could get up on the roof and watch the execution. So, the potential, if we're going back to the people, the potential for people to be evil, that's an evil way of executing someone, though I can't think of a humane one. And yeah. All, yeah. even the people watching it, it's kind of like
0: what was in their heart watching this person want to watch this person hey. die. Well, that's been, that, that was going around for a while watching people die, like the public hangings and stuff. I think that dude you just talked about, Ted was so demolished that nobody wanted to go play like, uh, you know, undo the fisherman's knot with a fucking big pile of gore, of the, which used to be the dude's head. You know what I mean? That's what that sounds like. uh,
1: People used to take their whole family, including the kids, to watch a hanging.
0: I know, yeah. Yeah, but it's been a couple years since I did that, so stop holding that against me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Why, you know, getting back into this eternal sleep here, why is such an awful and painful method of execution still used in this case for humans? On one side, because it induces fear, the fear of breaking the law and committing crimes uh, legally punishable by death. For this perspective, it is a method of control and making sure the laws are respected. Now, I can understand them wanting to do that for that reason, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't know that the lethal injection was a painful death until this moment. I always assumed lethal injection would be like if you stay up for three days straight and then go lay in a comfy bed, you know what I mean? That's what I felt like lethal injection was. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, from an external, por- uh, external perspective, the mental comfort of those who witness such an execution is taken into account. Many have no idea about the pain the convict experiences. They just see him tied up, sedated, and having the impression of a calm death. Only very few are aware of the reality of the actual excruciating pain felt by the convict. Now more people know because of mostly ghostly. Now, in fact, a painless method of execution implies quickly destroying the nerves that send the pain signals to the brain. This could be achieved by attaching explosives to the convict's head and detonating them. I do think that I get, you should, they're, they're, you know, you should keep it. It should be, you should fear killing people. You know what I mean? There, there should be something, uh, a quick, easy death. The majority of the victims didn't catch quick, easy deaths, I'm sure. So I feel like uh, you got to kind of do what you got to do. You know what I mean? If you got to go out hard for doing hard things, you got to go out hard. That's just the way it is. Um, but for lawbreakers, this would mean a fast, painless death uh, for the witness. For the witnesses uh, to the execution, it would imply a disturbing sight. So, f- no fear for potential lawbreakers. Now, Ray, when when it, when a it, like, let's say that the family of a, someone who was k- murdered goes in to see this happen, and they they see this person die, and they don't feel that they or ju- the, the, mur- the the their death justified what they put their loved one through, and they have a hatred for this person still. There's no, they were hoping they were going to go and see that person perish and get some type of closure or feel better, feel justice was served, but they don't feel that, um, you know, and that, of course, brings on more negative energy and such. Um, I wonder if they tell people that there's pain felt. I don't know. I almost feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like uh, people don't I just, I felt you were going to sleep. I felt like lethal injection was you were going to sleep. And if it looks peaceful, I could almost, I could see family having, if somebody did, took someone's loved one out hard, I could see family members of that person who left being angry that the other, the person who did it got such a peaceful transition. You know what I mean? So like it almost be comforting to the family that no. Certain things like well, yeah, it was it was painful for him. Like they did, they did know that they weren't enjoying it. You know what I mean? I they should probably push that more because I think a lot of people are like myself that just think that it's it is just going to sleep. You know what I mean? But it's one of those weirdo things, you know. And uh, very, I don't. Uh, has anybody ever known anybody that? has been had to go, you know, was a witness in something like that? Nope. Yeah, that's, I very. we should have somebody on the show if somebody was ever comfortable with it, because I'd be curious of that whole setup and scenario and how everything unfolds and stuff like that. It's quite a crazy thing, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's a show all, it's like, it's a death show. It's very weird. I bet you walk out of there like, what the fuck was I just like a part of? Even if you're like going in there being like, this, this person deserves to die and they suck and fucking, I'm just, I'm gonna sit there with a big smile on my face. Uh, hopefully I get to see them, look them in the eye type deal. And, uh, I don't think you got to see, I think when they, I think they're already strapped down and their face is covered when the people come in, I think they just kind of see them go limp or whatever that's kind of the gist of it and then you get ushered out of the room and i wonder what the bus ride back to the cars is like you know what i mean very weird very weird deal i was talking to someone that um does assisted assisted death like assisted suicide type deal i was trying to get them to come on the show uh they're like kind of a bigger growing company that uh, you have to have a terminal illness, but if and then if you do they want to try and help you at, leave early so you don't have to deal with the pain. Um, but they were kind of if they were iffy. I don't think they it's a very delicate subject. They're waiting for Joe Rogan to have him on or something. It's okay. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, in the wrapping this up, what you guys take on the devil being jealous of the evils that humans do? that was like the
2: first time i heard it so yeah. i'm i'm a little tickled by it but i guess i i have i'm like conflicting because i'm conflicted because it, you know if 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 evil evil breeds evil so if i'm watching someone who just killed my family die and i'm okay with it then i'm contributing to the evil am i not Right. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm having personal conflict with all of this. <laughs> right,
0: right. No, it's very, very weird. The delicate yeah. deal. It's a twenty-hour conversation. You know what I mean, for sure. Ray, what do you think? I can
1: understand the devil being jealous because if you read uh, about demons and the, particularly the devil which is actually was never the devil in the Old Testament but um, it was Lucifer you have a rebellious angel jealous of God jealous of man doing doing all this evil it's a perfect perfect description of that type of evil that would turn around and say what the hell these humans are outperforming me they're worse than I am the de- the devil, would see itself as the king of evil and would be jealous of humans. Yeah. Jealous of everything that that might be greater than the devil in its own uh, arena, so to speak, where which is the arena of evil.
0: What, what's up with all this jealousy floating around in general? You know, you got the devil jealous of humans doing evil deeds. You have angels that are jealous of human but humans because they have the attention and favor of God. You know, I only assume the demons, the, the lower, you know, demons would, would be jealous of humans too because the devil is jealous of them, you know, of humans, you know what I mean? So they'd be jealous of the fact that the devil's not jealous of them. There's like a lot of weird ego and je- it's all kind of revolves around ego and jealousy and all that crazy weird thing. You know what I mean? Oh, jealousy and the ego are the opposite
1: of love. So yeah. if you take, uh, if people often say love in life, you want to look for darkness, look for jealousy, look for ego, look for anger, because jealousy is a form of anger. Right. Uh, often, often uh, turns into it and can turn cruel. So it totally, it to me, it fits completely in the evil category. That jealousy is one of the main driving forces of it or at least someone who is evil will exhibit jealousy.
0: Yeah. With that. I think you you you, you, nail, you hit the nail right on the head with that. So folks at home, this has kind of been a, this was an interesting episode where like it went in a direction I wasn't expecting it really to go in, but it's good. You know, we learn new things every day, uh, which is a blessing. You know what I mean? The day you stop learning and it's a terrible day. Terrible, very terrible, um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta feel for what happens when uh, an evil spirit comes across a uh, an evil human, and uh, you know the hierarchy within. And uh, I was really blown away by some of that jealousy stuff. It's kind of crazy. the The, the devil was made out to be a corn dog in this a little bit, I think, where it. Very weird, very weird. You know, when I think of when I think of the the way he was described tonight, I think of like those old movies where it's just like the 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 weirdo dude and the with the with the mustache is the devil with the pitchfork running around like a goofball and like being a dummy, almost being like a stooge. You know what I mean? It's really weird. It's a really weird thing, but I do go back to the vibe of making him sound so non-threatening could be the overall big plan like that. The You know, the biggest trick thing, you know, because I do. A jealous with-
2: demon might be, may appear to be a supportive angel. That's what they say.
0: What do they say? The devil's demon? A
2: jealous demon may appear to be a supportive angel.
0: I know people like that, too. That's horrifying. That's very horrifying. Oh, that- they say that if the devil
1: comes to you, the devil's not going to come with horns and fire and scare you. The devil's going to come as everything you want, yeah. and that that's that's going to be beautiful, beautiful and enticing. So that's where you got to be careful.
0: It's true. So you know, with that, everybody, be careful out there. Cynthia Whitney, thank you for joining us again. Of course, it's a beautiful thing. Ray, always a pleasure. Well, I'm always glad to be here. The, the, the camera thing, it's like flickering light. Ray's got this cool effect going. The flickering light, it's like he's a spirit. Just comes, the light's not flickering. It's just doing it. I like that. That's funky. Well,
1: let's see if I can do the other funky thing here.
0: Well, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But we thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, subscribe to this wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on a whole bunch of platforms. We just added a couple more to the stable. Um, yeah, share with your, your your friends and your family and even your foes, everybody. And uh, yeah, keep on trucking with the Mostly Ghostly. And we got a little something, something in the video world coming for everybody you'll hear about soon. And uh, hang tight, you know what I mean? And keep on listening. And we'll catch all y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly.